0: It's good, bro? It's been two weeks. Yo, what's up, man? I'm good. I'm good. You know, chilling, taking it easy. Um, it's it's the start of a new year, man. We haven't talked since last year. That's crazy. Realistically, it's only been two weeks, but it's it's okay to be a little bit dramatic.
1: <laughs> no, it, 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 it's been pretty crazy doing that break. I mean, obviously, we have the holidays and New Year's, but,
0: you know, it's a good time to pick up where we left off. Seriously, the two things we care about, music and basketball. And just look at how we started the year, bro. Not 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 even a full week. And we got some J. Cole, man. My soul is revived. I feel like I could go into the new year ready to meditate. Well, not J. Cole, Dreamville. Let me, you know, let me be respectful of what they've built because it's not just J. Cole as a name anymore.
1: No, and that that's the biggest thing about why this is so exciting is that um, the momentum's right. The timing
0: is perfect for them to do this. Yeah, man. Dreamville's putting together a tape. They got a creative union, brought, a union brought together by invitation. Yeah, what am I? What's wrong with me? I haven't spoken in so long. I can't even say words. But they got a, a invitation-only thing going on in Georgia right now. I think that's so creative because it's literally just for social. Like, let's be honest; everyone's sharing it back to show, like, what an exclusive event. Uh, Writer, yo, he he referred to it as the uh, Willy Wonka golden ticket in hip hop right now. I couldn't agree more.
1: No, it's it's exactly that, and it goes off of what we were saying um, two episodes ago about like the whole Spotify uh, marketing thing with you know, artists sharing their stats. It's like with each person they're inviting, it's like that fan base is getting hyped up, but also the Dreamville fans are getting hyped up because they're seeing, like, where this is going. And so it's, it's like indie hip-hop as a whole is getting together. And then just, like, I don't even know. We haven't seen anything like this in a minute since, like, I want to say, like, the even the good music, you know, Cruel Winter... Well, no, Cruel Winter was the rumored one. Cruel Summer. Like, even that wasn't hyped up to this level, I feel like, with the way That's that so many people are coming together.
0: Not even like... I mean, I think the Cruel Summer, that release is part of the rap blog era, you know? So when we saw that, we were really hyped on blogs, on websites, and now we're just hyped on Twitter and Instagram because... This is the new platform where, where artists, hip-hop artists too, you know, the people we talk about, but artists in general are, are out here like, you know, making a name for themselves. They can't really be on that piff anymore. <laughs> so, so we got to find them on Instagram and Twitter.
1: That's true. And then the way, we're, the way that it's like coming together in real time in front of
0: us, it's, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I know. I think it's so incredible because I feel like just, you know, being a person that works on social media in general, I, I, as, as my job, like I look at what's going on and like, I, I just feel like they they have a great opportunity to also capitalize on like IGTV on IG stories. But that's another thing, you know, the, the post they're sharing on Twitter the posts that you see on Instagram being shared back and on everyone's stories, all your homies are excited. Like I cannot express, I I don't know. I, I think I I don't want to be pretentious in saying this, but I think that they're the social media marketing warriors. There's nobody in the game that can make an experience in media feel so organic. And like, you know, props to, uh, bro. I don't want to fuck his name up. Ibrahim and J. Cole, yeah, like yeah. they, they're like, oh my god, bro! I I can't even speak right. Like <laughs> it's no, insane it, to me.
1: It's it's really dope stuff, and I think it's indicative of how far they've come as far as you know promoting the artists on the label. You know, initially Dreamville had a had a totally different look um, when we were more earlier in J Cole's like solo career. Now it's this really fleshed out thing and. You know, it's it's really an example of an artist not only like having success putting their label together, but also collaborating with a major, because Dreamville is part of Interscope. Um, it's a partnership that they have, and so it's it's really cool seeing like independent rap marketing tactics mixed with clearly some of the shine and polish that comes from a major.
0: Yeah, I certainly agree with that. I mean, they got the money to do what they want, and when they're doing it. As expensive as it may be, it looks beautiful. It looks so cheap. It looks like you're in the room with them. Like, to me, that's crazy. Because every time I see one of these videos, bro, I get chills. Like, did you see the uh, J.I.D. video? The the cap was like, it's only day two. Yeah, yeah. And he was, yo, that's a banger, bro, already off a snippet. Yeah, I mean, that's the the other thing with
1: this is that the people involved, you don't really have to question whether or not, uh, the music is gonna live up to the hype because of the caliber yeah. artists we're talking about. But it's also that's just, the thing, bro. Uh, it's also just interesting seeing like the names that are coming together for this. Um, I think there's people for everyone here. You know, we have like people from people from Take Keith and Ski Mask to like Ti, Vince Staples, Wale, Big Crit on here,
0: and it's just like. I feel like it's like hip hop and from Like the fact
1: that Dreamville's gonna be showed out on this, but you know, what's J. Cole on the Take Keith beat gonna sound like? Or even just working on Kenny Beats, who like some would say was like producer of last year for
0: what he did with like a lot of independent rap artists last year. It's crazy. Yeah. It's- yeah i totally agree with you i mean i when i look at this thing i'm not even excited about the album i'm excited about the creative unions that are being formed out of this you know what's the lasting impact on music for the rest of the year for you know how we're gonna look at 2020 based on the, everything that's produced this year and yeah that's bro that's what every you know critic has said about J. Cole. it's damn he's so fucking good but like Can we hear him on a different beat where someone else is the master as he is of lyrics? And I don't know. I'm excited, but I'm also just excited to see more of these collaborations. It's like it's like everyone is saying right now, J. Cole is a 2018 feature king, like he's leveling up for another belt right now. He's simply just spreading his wings, showing that I'm not only a rapper in this game, I'm not only like this lyrical king, but I'm creative, I'm innovative in my approach. Like we live in the time of tech, you know? <laughs> so when I look at him, I see how he's still finding a way to make people feel included. And he's doing it with people in the industry, as you've said, you know, an expert as you are in, in, in all of hip hop. But what I see too is like, and and we talked about this before, like, the just the regular people involved, like me as a fan, and I'm sure how other people feel. It's like we have the Dreamville Festival coming up in April, and then on top of that, like, all these sessions going on right now, like, are we just going to get more of this? Is this going to be the trend of the year where I feel, you know, inclusive to my favorite artists? Well, I think that that's
1: kind of, like, the goal for artists like in utilizing social media is like how can i uh keep the mystique of being a star while being um while still feeding my fan base and still um you know bringing them in the loop uh Frank Ocean with his GQ cover he just he was talking about that the other day about how he's had the reputation of being like You know, mysterious and from afar. And that's part of why he made his Instagram public was to like be in control of how he's bringing his fans together, but still also giving them like a slice of what he's up to and all that. And I think that's what Jake Paul has really mastered. It's like not just going away and being like a mysterious figure, but still being there enough
0: to make it work. And we're in remarkable times. You bring in the Frank Ocean cover, that cover also happens to be. Will Welch's first cover as the new, you know, um, editor in chief for GQ. So it's just, um, a, a whole shift in how a style magazine is looking at itself. And Will Welch is somebody who comes from music, um, and in his introduction as the EIC for GQ, he mentions how, you know, as a 26 year old, he was coming into GQ and, He didn't expect himself to be this expert in fashion because he came from music. But, um, you know, here he is, the main guy giving, you know, the most influence at probably one of the most influential magazines in style and, and, you know, publications, brands in general. And, like, the first cover just so happens to be this icon in hip-hop, you know, well, in in music in general, but, you know, also in hip-hop. Um, and I don't know. I think we're like, I'm just very excited for what's to come. Like the people involved in the things that matter right now, like actually care. They know how to get people involved like us and then the right people involved in the media. Like you talk about indie rap as this, this this casual thing now, and that's something refreshing.
1: Yeah, I think I I have like two points on this. I think like going off of the indie point thing, it's like. There's something for everyone out there, and it's not as far as it used to be. And what I mean by that is, like, there's a lot less work you have to do with, like, the way playlisting and, like, recommended for you features on these streaming services work. It's like, you can find these people who maybe in the past in social media got lost in the void more. But then, like, my other point I want to bring up about this project in general is that it doesn't feel contrived. So it's not just, like, they sat there and they're like, what can we do to, like, you know, bring social media hype up? Like, I feel like a lot of this adds up to stuff that J. Cole and the label have been building up to it. So... You know, just the way he ended K.O.D. and like his mentality and reaching out to more of the industry and like these other rappers, it's really coming together on this and the way they're going about it. It's like really dope to see the way that like this momentum has just been building up.
0: You get what I'm saying? Like, no, I totally agree. It's like we talked about earlier. Dreamville's giving um, the West Coast the the work right now. Um, Forgive me, I forget. I keep forgetting the label. Shit, that's, uh, th- that's t- just how strong Dreamville is right now. No, uh, TDE. <laughs> yeah, TDE, Top Dog they- Entertainment, bro. It's it's happening.
1: And they they hold themselves to a certain pride and like competition element to it. That you know, if a TDE stand or just TDE themselves are listening to this, they they would respond back saying like, "Wait, wait till you see the 2019 we have." Um, Punch their like uh president and top A and R like he was he was talking like today on Instagram about just staying quiet and like getting it together and showing them again this year and it was a picture with Scizor who's like gearing up for another album release and so yeah, that's how they
0: both move.
1: Yeah, it's funny to see how like the not necessarily beef, but the competition spark is there. Um, I remember And the G- love too.
0: Because remember- SZA's gonna be at
1: dreamville. Yeah. And that—that's the—that's the thing that's cool about it is that it's not some weirdo rap beef like we've seen like a lot of in 2018, even to start the year, where it's like, you know, what the hell is even going on? And like Instagram Live beefs. This is just about the music, and it, it's keeping it like at a healthy point. It's about it's who's like,
0: the best. It's like Kendrick and well, I'm saying Kendrick and J Cole, not to discredit the other people involved, but to give a name people know but these two parties involved they come in a room and they're looking at 2018 and recap like yo look how they treated these beats look how they mishandled them let's show them something better in 2019 let's do these sessions cuz we're rappers we're or we're artists and we're here to put together a work but let's get people involved in that process of the work and you know i'm going to show you my process is better than yours and this is why my album's better than that and I don't know, that might not happen. That's not like anything confirmed. We just know that we got this from the 6th to the 16th of the January. But maybe February, you know, Black History Month, it just makes sense for Kendrick to be like, yo, we, you know, we're doing this thing out here. Well, I don't know. Uh, it, it would just be really cool if that was the trend of 2019. If if the I know they had to do it in January because of tour dates, but maybe tour dates line up for everybody in TBE that way.
1: So, like, to get a little TDE nerdy on you, uh, they are lined up to have a shit ton of releases this year. Um, just from like the angle of like who's been working on stuff, so I think Schoolboy Q might be next, and then Isaiah he has to be, bro.
0: He's been sleeping.
1: So, and then it's Isaiah Rashad, SZA, and most likely Kendrick. Um, just from how he's been spacing out his solo releases
0: and Rashad was slept on. I have to say, yeah, and
1: <laughs> I, I, I think
0: you know he's one of my favorite. He came out in you. like what fifteen or sixteen? I didn't even know that about the, uh, about you, man. I mean, I know one particular. Uh, I think it was his first album. Um, it's like so, the blue cover,
1: uh, Sylvia demo, I think, right? Or, or are you thinking about even before that? That was his first E
0: uh, release he had a feature with kendrick on it and when i heard that i had to hear the whole tape and he has bars i mean he got flow they got that west coast vibe like that's just all i could think about when i was listening to him
1: oh okay the sun's tirade uh, just to clarify yes, yes.
0: yeah exa- yeah see I, I knew the name I, I just knew it wasn't that first one
1: yeah that that was his second that was technically his debut like album on the on the label, the Sylvia demo, which I refer to as the EP, but yeah, no, they—it's—it's it's the same thing with Dreamville, where it's like, you know, Dreamville has killers on there that are like slept on, where it's like, you know, not JID. even,
0: bro, he's getting his credit now. Well, not just I think JID, he was named. Uh, that's true. Cause. We had we had Earth Gang at Baruch, right? Yeah, man, you see you see this before everybody, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, look, Earth Gang came through and killed it. You know, the people who were at the show we did at Baruch, they were all, like, super impressed. And they they have their technical shit on point. And then the other cool thing about this is the way the KOD tour is structured. You know, having Gunna and Young Thug Thug on there, it's like, that influences, like, where they're at with it, too. You know, seeing,
0: like, some of those styles. Yeah, that's very... Yeah, that's true. And, I mean, we... I don't know, I feel like twenty eighteen was the year J. Cole just set out to explore because when when he dropped um uh KOD, like he ended with nineteen eighty five and like he was just talking about how different the game is now. But he was just on this um voyage of features, like and just figuring out the game. So it's only right that he includes people like that because he's come back with the new sense, like look. I've been featured on all these types of songs. I get it. I understand why they do it. Now let's let's bring them in. Let's do this now because this is why they matter to this time.
1: I got a question for you, bro. When when like track lists come out and like album hype starts, are you the type where like you start imagining like how the features are gonna come together and like what is this artist on that beat gonna sound like? Yeah. Are you you going to judge
0: me, man? No, 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 no. I'm
1: just just curious if you consume it that way, because I'm wondering, like, you know, out out of all the names that have popped up, what's what's, like something you're
0: like pretty excited to hear for like the project? I honestly don't know, because I don't know when to expect this project. like i don't want to get hyped up i haven't really thought about it that way to be honest with you like i'm excited for how many people are involved like i'm excited to see the videos that are going to be released the snippets but in terms of like features bro i have to see like what the song title is like i have to see the order of you know where it is in the in the album itself because you know, I feel like the way he organizes his albums too, all the time, and even on the Revenge of the Dreamers one and two, like they're in an order for a reason, they're supposed to bang on the album a certain way, so I don't even know like how it's gonna come off, it could be an an introduction from Gunna, and like you just hear that as, um, you know, him just saying a couple words, and you're like, oh, that's a super letdown, but I I came in with the expectation of that versus, like, oh, I saw it as an introduction when the track list came out. So, I don't know, man. I can't I can't give you that answer right now.
1: Up Just because um, I think there's a lot of shit on here that, you know, some of it could flop, you know, because they are giving themselves 10 days. So, some of it might not gel exactly the best way, but there's some features on here that, like you know, just from a J. Cole perspective are going to be pretty interesting to see. Just like how you mentioned him being on other productions, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more featured J. Cole on here. Um, But I do think they're going to try and release this on like at least by January 28th, you know, J. Cole's birthday and something they've done with one of
0: the projects beforehand. Yeah, I guess I also have to think about Revenge of the Dreamers being a little less polished than other albums. So, they're cool with doing that with the third, too. I love the cover, though. That Star Wars nostalgia. Yeah, there's a lot of funny shit with, with that.
1: Like You're humbly invited to come, you know, like that kind of attitude. It, it, it's pretty dope.
0: Yeah. I think it's crazy, though. I can't wait to see what Kendrick has to bring to the table because it's just two top dogs right now in, in, in Wow in hip hop, but not even that you see basketball is rolling off my tongue right now. It's like, we just talked about two giants in this industry and it's like, what's going on in the other industry. We talk about in sports, you know, basketball right now is in a weird place itself entering the new year because it's a new year for everyone involved. Like everyone's experiencing January together, but they're in the middle of the season right now. And We talked about this earlier, you know, chemistry and roles have defined the 2018-19 season. Not even to come off pretentious, but it's like we've seen so many emotions like thrown here and thrown all around the league in the NBA. We've seen NBA players acting petty, owners acting petty, you know, GMs, everybody like they're just living in this 2018 social media age, I guess. They can't hide their feelings and have to express themselves. And it's caused so much dramatic, so much drama, so much drama involved. Um, But I want to talk about two teams in particular, because we could get into every single team. I feel everybody's fucking up right now. Well, not everybody. Not everybody. No, but there's teams teams like that
1: who haven't fit their expectations.
0: Um, yeah, which is the biggest thing,
1: because there's this pressure right now in the league that while there's always been the pressure mounting up, it's like it's like the warrior syndrome where it's like now you're either tanking or you're going for the, the chip all the way. And yeah, that, there's four
0: types of players in my mind. I think it goes contenders, buyers, sell, sellers and rebuilds.
1: Yeah, and and I think a lot of teams get this misguided view of where they stand in that.
0: Always, because it's weird to distinguish yourself from a buyer and a seller. You're like in the middle of the pack, and maybe you're not in the media for being talked about as a champion, but you still in your mind think you're the dark horse. Um, We could think about like a Dallas team maybe. I don't know they're like 19 and 21 with an amazing Luca and they could maybe put another dude from Duke next to him or one of these top five guys. But I don't know. Maybe I'm talking out my ass. They also got DJ, you know, they got a solid squad, but I think they should tank like personally, they should be sellers and rebuilding.
1: Yeah. Real quick on, on that topic. You know, the fact that their pick is top five protected right now, they stand to lose it. But what what were the two teams that you were thinking of? Um, we might be yeah, on the we same were talking page about yeah.
0: this. I wanted to get into buyers, not really sellers, because um, we think about the two teams that matter the most in the NBA, the Lakers and the Celtics. They got the most rings. They got the most history. And it's just so ironic that they have the same fucking storyline. We got young dudes living up to this potential. They're out here trying to be the best they can be. But we also got You know, two leaders, two former teammates on different teams with championship experience who have experienced this young to veteran dynamic that a champion was able to harness this young person's talent. And the young person came through clutch for the vet who couldn't hit that three over step. And then they separate and they're in the biggest organizations and somehow they're buyers in the market. They're looking to, you know, still up themselves. They're not quite there, but they have these assets out there, ready, lingering. And I feel like these young dudes can't even get to their game without thinking, fuck, I might end up in New Orleans or Washington. Like, that sucks.
1: <laughs> you know, it, it, it causes for a lot of media, sensors. like media, just like spitting this shit out of proportion. You know, the fact that, Jason Tatum is quoted saying, I trade myself for Anthony
0: Davis. It's like, you don't even know. That's insane, bro. Yeah. I don't know either because it's just like, yeah, I fucking dare you. I feel like that's what he's saying. But also, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I'd love to have an Anthony Davis on this team. Like, you don't even know how to interpret it.
1: No, and then LeBron flat out saying, like, that he wants to play with him and all that. It's just like you know people like clay thompson in
0: his ig stories
1: yeah it's like hilarious cuz people always joke about like lebron being like a secret gm and all that and so
0: <laughs> like it, it's just funny man but and we, i feel like it's premeditated cuz now it's like we don't even talk about the kyrie lebron beef we talk about we talk about them as like oh yeah we knew we were leaving
1: yeah, and it's not even a rivalry at any point. Like, it's just like they just grew and took their own paths, you know? They both wanted things for their careers. Um, and I'm kind of glad there's no, like, narrative going on right now about that. But I think it partly is because both teams aren't good enough right now to do that. With the Celtics, <laughs> you're seeing, like, it's an implosion that's happening, you know? Last night, um, there was video of like Marcus Morris like pushing Jalen Brown and all that. There was some kind of tiff um, with the Lakers. There's a lot of like emo stuff kind of going on with the young players and like whether or not they're living up to their like potential and all that. It, it's like crazy to see.
0: Yeah, and it's really sad because you can't really distinguish who's untouchable from who's a trade asset because. You have these young dudes who have the potential to be transcendent talent in the league, like Jason Tatum. And in my opinion, still Brandon Ingram, but that's my opinion. And I know a lot of people disagree, but they have comparable numbers, which is funny. You see this bullshit happening. Like, I feel like the Lakers could be good enough if LeBron's not running up to these players and requesting the ball, like, or coming to the game lit offline, cause he doesn't want to really be there right now. Like, I don't know. And I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not pinning him to be the bad guy because he's LeBron James. You get him? Like everything he's done from on the court to off the court is, is perfect. He has a clean slate, but I just don't like to see it so late in his career that these young guys aren't excited about being around LeBron. And he needs some vets and he needs like a better player to compliment his game. Like, aren't you the true complimenter? I know people do think I'm crazy for saying Brandon Ingram is still like this um, up and coming talent. Like he still has yet to prove that, you know, he could be great because he's choking and shit. But he's also like, what, 20, 21. And um, I know he has some shit probably going on off the court that's like trending on NBA Twitter like him being in, in gang shit and smoking od but like i don't know if that's true
1: <laughs> i haven't heard that actually
0: i thought it was, i mean it's something that was brought to my attention by gene actually who he was on our pod a couple weeks ago and i thought it was really funny it was just like damn like you think he's just winded on the court <laughs> because he's just smoking he's blowing it down too much but oh, that's another conversation when when we have actual substantial information and not just NBA twitters.
1: Um. But <laughs> okay. yeah, that really threw me off just now because now I'm just thinking
0: of like the Clay Thompson jokes and all that. But Yo, but even and even Clay, like Clay a pothead, but he makes he makes all his threes. Maybe he took a tea break. I don't know. That's why he was in a slump.
1: I don't know. Like going off of that, I, I think one thing that pops in my head is, like, I feel like the Celtics, even though there's always the jokes that Danny Ainge will trade anyone, they've done a good job of keeping their young talent, like, happy until this season. But it's funny because
0: they've been able to hoard more young guys.
1: Yeah, but the Lakers, it's like, you know, they lost Randall. They traded away Russell. And then like they've always had these trade rumors next to these guys. I think they've been, they've done a worse job at like keeping that stuff in house and like not letting it be leaked out that like, you know, straight up they're looking to, you know, trade for Anthony Davis or trade for Kawhi or Paul George. But not only that, you see it with how they treat Luke Walton. You know, it's like (laughs) people joke about how he could be fired and they're not defending him. You compare that no him. handling Brad Stevens and whatever. It's like it's a totally different. That's our guy.
0: Yeah, that's but you know, I didn't even think about it that way, and that's very true because we see Boston and they do realistically have more assets than the Lakers. But it's like the Lakers are always in the trade rumors, and why is that? And even Time Lord, bro, even even the big man that they drafted. um... What's his name? Robert Williams. Like, they love this dude, and he's a second rounder from this year's draft. Like, they show love to all their young players. But I guess that's the issue they're facing now is, like, who do we let go? Like, it's so tough. I have all these little puppies with me. And, and you know, I got to pick my dogs to ride with now. <laughs> Not to be corny, but <laughs> that's, where, that's, where, that's what's going on. <laughs> And, like, the Lakers, it's everybody scared. Like, you got all your puppies. You already traded half of them away. They're like, shit, man, where my brother's at? Like, I don't even know who I'm going through. I don't even know who I'm going through this with.
1: Well, I think both teams suffer from the fact that they didn't pull the trigger when they needed to. So, you know, I think both teams you could argue for they should have went for Kawhi they should have went for Paul George as opposed to just letting it play out the way it and did.
0: Paul George is killing. Same with Kawhi. Russell like, Westbrook is a second option again. Thank the lords, the NBA guys, <laughs> for good basketball. <laughs> Tonight's
1: game was as amazing as it was, is that Russ is in past 1st mode. And that just opens up a lot for them. And it makes them a funner team to watch. And, and you see yeah, that with... twenty
0: four twenty four, Those were the numbers last night. You see that
1: with the problems that the Celtics are having. It's like, they're not really playing fun basketball right now.
0: The other thing is, is are they also... Or do they think they're the Warriors and can just chill out right now until it matters mo- more? Because they're still in the playoff Race. The Lakers is a different conversation, but the Boston Celtics—they are like still top dogs in the East, in my opinion. But you know, the Bucks are playing serious. They could keep that heat going, and you're not going to catch up to them once Giannis unlocks what Giannis needs to, which is a three-point shot. <laughs> but. I don't know, dude. I mean, I feel like the Celtics are in a better position than the Lakers. Like, I think it's the Lakers we need to be more worried about.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, what fun question, I mean, the, the Celtics injured last year were a game away from making the finals. Well, wow. exactly. The Lakers are in serious danger of not making the playoffs. Again. Even, <laughs> even, when, even when LeBron comes back, it's looking slow for them, man. I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm on the side of saying that, like... If they make the playoffs, they can do damage, but they got to make it first.
0: And I, I and really it could also be scary for Braun's career. In what sense? Because if he has to go all out and he has to exert himself at this stage in his career, at this late in his career where most NBA players have to hang it up, including the greats, like he shouldn't have to exert that much energy just to get his team into the playoffs.
1: Oh, I mean, I think this, this like break he has with the, well, it's not a break, it's injury, like recovery, but I think that'll kind of help with like keeping his minutes down. But I I think LeBron's at a point where he knew what he was coming into, you know, like this team isn't
0: But kind of, I still feel like his ego is like, yeah, I'm coming there, but I'm still going to take over. Because he's Brom, bro. Let's not. Like, that is greatness. Undeniable greatness. I don't think he's Jordan. And and that's, I guess that gives away my MJ versus LeBron debate on the court. But he's still the greatest at being the great of everything. Like, and his longevity is ridiculous. Like, he's... Injury prone until like right now, which st- he's not even injury. He's still not injury prone. It's this little thing he's going through that they're probably stretching to see how young guys play without him.
1: I mean, I-, I guess so. I think it's also part of what we're talking about with like the young players talent and like their potential. It's like, you know, people automatically assume like Brandon Ingram's going to take a step up from playing with LeBron but really, I think Kuzma and Hart are the and like, Lonzo more recently. Has like.
0: Nah, you think Hart? Him. I would trade Hart. I don't know. So, all right. We've established here that young dudes are trying to live up to their potential. I think without LeBron right now, we're getting a chance to get a glimpse of who the Lakers are um, and the kind of roles they could play when LeBron is just trying to be a facilitator, a tr- the, the true nature of his game. And we have the Celtics, who I I have no doubt will figure it out, and maybe they get a sneaky ass trade because they have so many assets. Like, but you know who who do you think you should really keep? You really think it's Kuzma and Hart? I would go because I personally think Lonzo has proven himself in ways that like LeBron needs the defense, the 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 ability to pass. Kuzma is like he can't miss bro It's crazy to me i didn't expect this from him but i don't know josh hart like what is it that you love so much about him because everyone's saying this you know and i just can't get on board the same way
1: i think it's more so of like uh it's like an attitude thing or a, a fit like mixed with like fit thing so it's like How you adapt to playing with LeBron. I feel like his game and Kuzma's game, and then Lonzo, definitely. I agree with you in thinking, like, I think Lonzo has a lot of what you'd want the ideal point guard for LeBron to have. It's just with Ingram, it's like, I feel like he still hasn't figured out how to be a vocal point on offense without having the ball. And then even when he has the ball, as we've seen with this stretch with, like, LeBron being out, it's like... He's had games where it's just, like, he's, like, trying to make something happen at
0: the rim, and he's just still not there yet. But this is, like, the first chance he's being given, because, like, they had d before they even had a LeBron, and, like, it's not like this dude was always the first like he this is his first chance at getting to be a first option. Can we treat him like a rookie a little bit and just let him miss, close our eyes for a couple games, and then, you know, really assess him? Because, I don't know, you can't, like, Just expect some young dude, this young especially, to just put the gas pedal on and be like, Yeah, I'm ready. Like for that kind of potential, it takes time. Like we saw it with Giannis. We I feel like we saw it with Kawhi. He needs to be harnessed a little more. Like if he's nurtured more as a player versus like berated for every mistake, maybe he actually turns out to be the Brandon Ingram we've been dying to see.
1: No, I, I, I agree completely from looking at it from that standpoint, if you're like managing the team, I just think it's just the reality of where the, the Lakers are at, you know, it's like from the, <laughs> Ma- Magic's been aggressive with saying like his expectations for the team uh, what free agency's after and then, you know, just how LeBron's teams operate, it's like, this guy's on the clock age-wise and they're trying to maximize things, so it, it's unfortunate for the players involved, but you know, I think they are going to move Ingram at some point. Send um, them to the Knicks, <laughs> please. I don't even know if I'd want him to be honest. You're wild. I think I think it's a bad it's a bad fit for. I, I would want to see him on another team. No, yeah. someone that's going to utilize him better. I, I think
0: I would move Knox to shooting guard. I'd put him as small forward. I have KP. I don't, cause I don't really see KD and Kawhi or Kawhi signing realistically. That's hopefully, but when, when have we actually had a star come to New York,
1: hey man, it's gonna work out. But
0: right.
1: <laughs> I think I don't know. We'll I, keep I, I peace think, in our hearts. I think that's uh, it's not it's not an indictment on how I feel about Ingram. I just I don't know. I'm I'm like really iffy on the Knicks right now. Like I just. I want to close my eyes and see what the draft lottery ha- like turns out to be.
0: but we're, If we get a top five pick, we're good. I think outside the top five, there's no real potential to be a superstar in this draft. And I might be wrong and like completely wrong, but I don't know. There's three kids at, at Duke are really special. I feel like Cam Reddish really isn't even getting a chance to shine, and he's going to just kill when he has a chance. But... I hope we end up with
1: him. I still I see do. a lot of people on uh uh on the internet talking about uh I forgot what this player's name is it's it's like Joss something um yeah, a lot of people are saying they want him for the Knicks like as a the f- point guard yeah i think I think that's an interesting fit um as far as like oh, what if we don't get Zion what if they don't get k d but We'll see what happens.
0: John yeah. Moran. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He's nasty. He's nasty, too. And he's playing at a smaller school. So it's like these point guards, as of recent, who've come from smaller organizations, like, usually have been killing. Let's talk about, you know, like a staff. So... I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it, and if it didn't work out, I understand where the viewpoint was at. So, like, I, I won't hate the Knicks because I was on board too. <laughs> <laughs> Just because they go into ever draft and they let us down with some shit they're not supposed to do. The fact we talking about Knicks means we need to stop talking, bro. That's it. I'm done for this week, man.
1: <laughs> is that is that is that where we're at? With like, yeah, that's where we're, we're at in life, bro. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Twenty nineteen has been not good for the Knicks so far. What, what, what was the last game you saw, man? Don't ask me that, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> no, I have to watch the Knicks. I work in sports, bro. And sure, even sure. then, it's painful to watch. Sometimes I just, you know, keep on keep track on Twitter just to see if maybe a highlight comes up from them because it's just hard to watch them get crushed i'm yeah, like you bro um, i close my eyes and pray <laughs> i
1: just look up rumors and say oh okay dude good. you I have no yes
0: I'm, I'm more fascinated with rumors than i am of the actual NBA. i feel like it's an eco level of drama where the knicks are actually like leaders so i feel you bro I I think it's just nature of being Dominican too. We love the Knicks because our grandmothers watch novelas, so like we have to find the novela of the NBA, and it just so happens to be the New York organization.
1: I mean, I don't, I don't think that's true because ultimately we want (laughs) a basketball product. Yeah, I think that's just part of the. I think it's more so the hope and optimism. Like it's like similar to like you know thinking like the Powerball is going to work out. It's just like. We talk ourselves into something every year about, like, what could go right. But I think that's what a lot of teams are doing to themselves right now. And, and you even see it on the top. Um, but real quick, I do think that we've, we've been treated to some really dope national TV games of late. So I'm, I'm excited about that trend. Yeah.
0: That'd be cool. You know, maybe we should introduce. You guys might be hearing more of um, a moratorium for the games that have passed. I think, we I think one that we yeah I think one that we really had to acknowledge we can't go without and I'm glad we talked about a little bit was that game last night the Spurs and Thunder I think it was really good for both organizations we had a, a Spurs team who's still like trying to get out of the shadow of Toronto Kawhi like we need to prove this trade was good son <laughs> we beat them but I'd even even the beating them didn't even feel like enough. And that that showed me that they can hang with the top of their conference.
1: Yeah, and and it's it's the fact that like you know a player like like White who like you know he played in the G League all of last season he can come out and play crunch time for them against the Thunder defense. It's like yeah, bro, there were so many narratives, but we'll definitely well, we'll Marcus talk about Aldridge. Those.
0: Yeah, worst case it. scenario for him. He upped his trade value. Worst case scenario. like That was an incredible performance.
1: I saw someone on Twitter joking last night that, you know, Kawhi with LaMarcus and <laughs> and DeRozan would be a pretty good fit. They wouldn't be too shabby. And I was like, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with this. All right, man. Okay, it was done. good chopping it up with you. I'm glad we're, we're back out here. Uh, thank you to the fans who have been not harassing us, too crazy about the, the break, but still getting on us, keeping us
0: honest. Uh, yeah, I actually had four people come up to me. And then the breaking point was yesterday at work, where someone like I really admire comes up to me, um, my boy Jeff. And he's just like, yo, man, so... Yeah, you stopped the part of like, nah, bro, never that. And I just felt wrong, justifying myself. Like I felt like one of those dudes who's not really up to anything, but makes up excuses. You know what I'm? You you know who I'm talking? Like you know what the type of guys I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, I mean that that's like me in a nutshell. But that's another story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we well, I was just like, nah, nah. Yeah, I was like, nah, no worries. like school's not open. We don't have <laughs> the, the studio right now. Like we just, you know, things happen. Things happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah but we, we still made it work cause you know you're the finesse guy and and all that we gonna make it happen yeah man yo have a blessed day brody we'll catch peace us. out man And uh, let, let, let's do a quick iTunes plug get those comments up guys oh <laughs>
0: yes subscribe. please and I and appreciate y'all who already have like I'm surprised how much love we've gotten already so please don't stop showing it
1: Yeah, and feel free to hit us up on social media. If if you're mad at us for talking about the Lakers and Celtics, like, your team doesn't exist, you know, let us know. And we'll keep that in mind for the future. We
0: understand, because as big as our team is, we don't exist, too. We just don't exist in, like, a huge vacuum.
1: It is what it is, man, but take care, man. All right, later, bro.